1: We have one day left of Course of the Force uh, at the time I'm posting this episode. So if you go to starwars.com slash courseoftheforce or youtube.com slash nerdist, you can see highlights, uh, you can see us raising money for the Make-A-Wish Foundation, and thank you if you participated. And uh, at Comic-Con, I'll be moderating a ton of panels. So so I'll be running in between things, but definitely say hi if you see me uh, frantically running (laughs) the Comic-Con floor. If I am running, I'm not running from you, I'm just running to something, which is probably a panel that i'm moderating like um, we are having a nerdist panel uh, that will be saturday uh, the 20th saturday july 20th at 3 p.m in the indigo ballroom uh, over at the hilton bayfront and the rest of the time most of the rest of the time i'll be in on hall h uh, but i'll post the full schedule on nerdist.com our show with matt smith at the Babo is sold out which is awesome for us uh, not great for you if you wanted to go and you didn't get a ticket. I apologize, but um, it uh, it should be super super fun. I mean, we had a Doctor Who person on every year for the last three years. We had Bearman on last year, and then Matt and Karen on the year before. So uh, I, I'm who knows what will happen next year? Ah, oh, Matt's leaving. I'm gonna miss that bow tied adorable hug muffin. So, I would like to thank for sponsoring this episode of the Nurse Podcast, Stamps.com. Don't drive to the post office. Why would you do that to yourself? Do you hate yourself? It's possible you do, but you shouldn't hate yourself that much to go to the post office. Stamps.com has everything you need at your computer. Print out the exact postage you need, uh, stick it on your envelope. The, The post carrier comes and takes it away, and you never have to get in your car or Walk to the post office or stand in line or wait at a crazy machine or get yelled at by someone. Stamps.com will do everything for you. Right now, there's a no-risk trial. It's a $110 bonus offer and up to $55 of free postage. So don't wait. Go to Stamps.com before you do anything else that might be postal-related. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in NERDIST. at Stamps.com. Enter the promo code NERDIST. This episode is Jeff Bridges, and I have to say... We probably had done about 400 episodes of the podcast and I got a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. So it just goes to show you no matter how long you do something, you still get a little nervous sometimes, which is good because that means you care about what you're doing. And I did care about this. And Bridges was awesome. So we were just like tucked in this tiny little conference room on the Universal lot. As one may expect, I believe this took a philosophical and existential turn. He has a new movie called The Rest in Peace Department, RIPD, which is based on the Dark Horse comic that opens Friday, July 19th. So go see that. It's sort of um, like a ghosty Men in Black. So uh, please enjoy the Nerdist Podcast number 382 with the delightful Jeff Bridges.
0: Now entering Nerdist.com. (laughs)
1: <laughs> you're gonna do. You're gonna do live improv. They're gonna give you a scene and an occupation. There you go. Yeah,
0: right. You got Ray Ray.
1: Jeff Bridges. It's an honor to have you on the podcast.
0: Wonderful to be here, man. Have you done a podcast before? I think I have. Yeah. This is not so. This is not your first podcast. I wouldn't say it's my first podcast, but I don't know. How, how is a podcast different than like a radio show or something? Is there any difference? It's as far as less important, less important? <laughs> or shit! While well, I'm out of here, then. <laughs> <laughs> can you swear? Can I say? Yes, any you can, words? I can swear. balls. Oh, swear oh man!
1: Sh- yeah. Shit! Fuck balls. Anything you want. <laughs> <laughs> Anything Pickle you words. want. Yeah. Visit. <laughs> <laughs> then it's gonna turn into actor studio. Is like, what is your yeah, favorite? Yeah, yeah,
0: did you do, did you, have you done Actors Studio? I've done Actors Studio.
1: How was it? How was How was James lifted? <laughs> James
0: was <laughs> great, man. He was great. I, of course, uh, immediately comes to mind that wonderful uh, impersonation of him by uh, Will. Oh yeah. Like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> oh great.
1: <laughs> Will's great because it's like he doesn't. He never... It's sort of like those Dana Carvey impressions where it's like he didn't quite nail the voice, but he just nailed the essence
0: of it. Oh, it's so wonderful, guys. Huge of cards. Yeah.
1: <laughs> How has it changed for you? I mean, like, do you... Is, is it... The movie making, is it still... Do you still love it? Is that... I mean, is it... What does it feel like for you now?
0: Uh... It's, it, it, it. You know, it's it's so much part of my life that I experience. You know, the gamut of emotions with it. You know, you get your ups and your downs. Uh, uh, you know, it's a, it's a little different these days. You know, there's a lot of uh, green screen, blue screen acting. You know, which is a bit. Uh, actually, it's it's. Um, well, it's more advanced in a way. It's more primitive, sure, because it calls upon all of those skills you had when you were a kid pretending. You know, you don't have any cool costumes, or you know, you're you're acting in a leotard with a bunch of glowing dots on yourself. <laughs> you know, you've got to imagine, you know, everything, your surroundings, you know, your props, you know, the other the other person, person, you know, what what they're going to be like, and all, all of that. So that's um, that, that's a little different these days. You feel more and more you get more and more of that. You know.
1: But I think I think about people who are who are in acting school, people who are like in the new school, like, you know. And they they're taking acting classes and they're studying, they're trying to find the center of the character. But I imagine at no point in theatrical training are they like Today we're gonna put green leotards and dots on you. You're like, how am I
0: supposed to? I I bet you'll start doing that. I never thought of that. Acting for 21st century film. I would imagine. Green box theaters are gonna replace (laughs) black box theaters. Yeah, when we did the first Tron, uh, it was you know very primitive. We shot it in 70 millimeter black and white. The whole thing was tinted by hand. Yeah. With some ladies in Korea, you know all the vector lines, those were just adhesive tape on a little, you know, black duvetyne stuff. And this last, uh, you know, Tron 2, I was literally scanned into the computer. It felt like it was, you know, the movie... Uh, you know, the first movie, but it, it turned real, you know, and and they, you know, scanned us in. And uh, like I said, it was a lot of acting in, um, you know, leotards with glowing, you know, glowing dots. You know?
1: Well, Tron is, I mean, that was a movie for me that is always, I mean, and I'm sure a lot of people say this to you, but that's one of those movies that I, I watch that movie every year. I'm like, oh, I got to watch Tron again. And I went to a double feature in Santa Monica, it was Tron and Khan. It was Tron and Khan, uh, uh-huh. and, and Steven Lisberger was there.
0: Oh, right. And all
1: these effects guys. And they said to everyone, like, you don't understand. We didn't have an application. It we just plugged so... this shit into a computer. It was all math oh, formulas. Oh, it
0: was so funky. It was before uh, laptops. I think it was even before cell phones. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, God. Now, RIPD... <laughs> You know the special effects in that are a, another number uh, completely. I don't think I ever wore a leotard with glowing dots on <laughs> R.I.P.D. There's a lot of, you know, now you know the the cool thing I think is to do some of the old school, real practical, you know, stunts and and, and marrying that to these, you know, the newer uh, technology and how do you, how can you do that as seamless as possible? Yeah, we were really fortunate on R.I.P.D. Uh, Robert Swankie, our director, uh, was really skilled at doing that, marrying that old school, you know, stunts and stuff with the new technology to make it really seamless and put you in the world. That's good. Yeah, because you were you were you were, you
1: worked on Seventh Son* and my girlfriend's dad, John Dykstra, did the effects oh, for that movie. Oh yeah. And John says today he's like. And eh, my job's fine, but mostly I'm just standing behind a bank of computers. Like it's not like the old days like in Star Wars where like we went into a a, a a warehouse and just built shit
0: with oh, our hands. Oh god. Oh yeah. It's very different now, but you still get some of that uh, the old school, you know, that that stuff. It was wonderful working with John on Seventh Son. He was did some terrific stuff. Have you worked with him before? No, it was the first time.
1: Um when you're when you're sort of looking around at like, because I would imagine you could probably do whatever you want. What is it about a project where you go, yeah, I think I could bring something to this? Like, when you, when you have unlimited choices, how yeah. do you know?
0: I, I uh, do my best to not engage in projects. I find I, uh, my impulse is to kind of push things away because I know, you know, what it takes. You're, if you do that, you're not going to be able to do this, and you don't even know what this is that you wouldn't be able to do if you if you do something. So I... I try to push things away, but um, the thing that really kind of hooks me, uh, being a movie lover myself, is to be surprised. You know, to to go to a movie and and not know what to expect, and then get your mind kind of blown. You know, yeah. that's, that's kind of what I like. Yeah. And RPD is one of those things. I remember, you know, reading the script. I mean, how are they going to pull this off? This is incredible. You know. And then, uh, then you find out, and you start to you know, get into it a little bit more, and find out who's go- who's going to be in charge, who's at the helm. And it was Robert Swanky He did uh, the movie Red. I don't mm-hmm. know if you saw that? Yeah, it was and, amazing. And I was really impressed. You know, it was kind of a genre film, but he took it to a, you know, another level. I thought, and uh, he seemed to be a good guy. Uh, you know, to at the helm of this one and then to hear uh, that you know Ryan Reynolds and then Mary Louise Parker and as they started to assemble the cast Kevin Bacon you know it yeah. was very exciting
1: is Ryan Reynolds as dreamy in person like that guy is just like he's not human right he's he not
0: is, human he's pretty dreamy guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I remember seeing him on the it was like it was on the cover of, like Entertainment Weekly where he was like I don't know why everyone thinks I'm a sex symbol and he's leaning up on a shower and he's oh, got yeah. like a 12 pack like,
0: oh, come on right right No, he is, uh, he's really terrific. Such a, uh, uh, you know, he's got great humor, you know, he's, you know, wonderful comedian. He's got the drama thing going, got the, you know, the bod and the action stuff. He's, you know, very, uh, you know, very physical actor. Yeah. Canadian. Canadian. That's always a plus. He gets points
1: for that. Exotic. I mean, this is basically, your entire life has been the entertainment business, essentially. You did did you ever think like ah oh, could I just be a banker could I just like not was, was there ever a point where you thought that uh, not a banker,
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> that not across my mind, <laughs> but just like, like something,
1: that. just like a regular guy. Job. Something in
0: the arts, you know, music. I've always been attracted to music or painting, you know, something like that, something that was, involves some kind of creativity. I guess Pocket, banking too. does too. You can be a creative banker, there's a lot of
1: creative, there banks. are a lot of creative yeah. bankers. That, that's why the country is yeah, in a shithole. Part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> this is slightly too creative banking, um, but. You know, when you're growing up and you're a kid and you're in this entertainment family and your whole family, is, is it, does it, do you feel like you had a choice to go into acting or was it just like, no, I really want to do this? To yeah,
0: you? probably not too much of a choice, man. <laughs> I was uh, uh, brought into acting uh, at six months old. Wow. My father was visiting a, a friend, John Cromwell was making a movie. And uh, they needed a little baby, and I happened to be there, six months old. And my mother said, oh, here, take my baby. You know? <laughs> and I was a very uh, happy baby, and, uh, and the baby in the movie was supposed to be, you know, a crier, you know, and crying in the scene. And uh, uh, the actress, I'm, try- I'm, for- I'm spacing out her name now, Jane great actress she was in the original uh, against all Odds uh, it's called out of the past quick google it uh jane greer jane greer handed uh, me over to jane greer and uh my mother says oh she won't cry just pinch him <laughs> <laughs> and they pinched me in the beginning of my acting career and now we cut you know maybe 35 years later and i'm in another movie with Jane Greer doing a remake of her wonderful movie with Robert Mitchum called Out of the Past Mm -hmm. and our movie was called Against All Odds yeah huge movie and she was playing her character in the original movie she's playing her character's mother now and I went up to her and I said, "Jane, uh, I'm having a little trouble emoting in this scene. Would you please give me a pinch, baby?" Yeah. So we had fun with that. But no, you know, unlike a lot of uh, actors and particularly, uh, you know, uh, movie. Guys in in Hollywood, um, unlike them, my dad and my mom were very gung ho about the biz. They wanted all of their kids to go into show biz because they loved it so much. Yeah. And uh, my dad, you know, would always, you know, say, "Come on!" You know, I don't know if you remember Sea Hunt. It was a of TV, course, yeah. TV series he had. Uh, you know, back in the early 60s. He would say, come to work with Dad. And I go, oh. And he says, come on, you get to get out of school, you know. <laughs> Make some you know, money, you can buy some toys and stuff. Come on, man, it would be fun. Pretend with Dad, you know. So that was like from the beginning. And it was kind of late, you know, took me a while in my career before I really decided uh, that that's what I wanted to do. I was uh, thinking of, uh, you know, like I said, music or... You know, any some some other kind of artistic endeavor, and
1: then you do last picture show, and you're like, ah, fuck, I guess I'm
0: pretty good. No, at this. It was, no, it was it was way after that. I had done maybe you know ten pictures, and I still hadn't figured it out.
1: Really? Yeah. What do you think figuring it out means?
0: Well, uh, in my case, I had just finished a movie called uh, Last American Hero. I had a, a wonderful time, uh, and. Uh, and usually, after a movie, I feel like I don't want to ever make another movie again. You know, it spins a certain muscle, this pretend muscle, or whatever you want to call it, and it kind of gets exhausted. You think, you know, I, and, and fortunately, I've learned now that that, you know, that desire you know, comes back after a while. But in this case, uh, after Last American Hero, I was exhausted and didn't feel like working, and my agent called me up very excited and said, uh, I've got a great gig for you, uh, the Iceman Cometh, starring uh, Lee Marvin, uh, you know uh, the Ryan Reynolds, uh Ryan uh, Robert Ryan, Robert Ryan. In it, you know Frederick March, this incredible cast. Um, and I said, no man, I, thanks, but I'm going to turn it down. He says, you're turning it down. I said, yeah, I'm bushed. <laughs> <laughs> and so he says, "Okay." And about five minutes later, the director Lamont Johnson from the movie before called me up and just read me the riot act. You know, said, "You call yourself an actor? How could you turn this down?" You know. So I decided to do uh, do a little experiment on myself. And uh, you know, I understand that you know to be a professional, you have to do it when you're not feeling like it. And I certainly don't feel like it. So i this might be the nail in my acting coffin. I'm just going to do it and see what happens. And I did it, and I had an incredible time working with these old masters. And uh, John Frankenheimer, you know, wonderful director, shot the thing. And it was like, a, you know, it's a four-hour play. We basically worked on it like, like that play. We rehearsed it uh, for about eight weeks and then shot it for two weeks. So it was sitting around for those eight weeks talking with those, all those other actors and, you know, learning about uh, their feelings and finding out that their insecurities and their fears, that never goes away, <laughs> you know? So that, that never goes away? That, no, he says, you know, that's, you gotta get, you know, befriend that thing, because that's gonna be around <laughs> probably for the whole time. <laughs> Why
1: do you think performers have that? Is it, is it because performers are extra, almost by design, sort of extra sensitive, because you're basically trying to re-express the world? And do you think that just makes you more sensitive in general?
0: Uh... Yeah, uh, that, that probably, yeah, that, and, uh, I find I, I get more anxious when it's something I, you know, I really care about, I really want to pull off, and I hope I'm up, up for it, you know, I hope I can do it justice, you know, and, uh. You know, I, I guess sometimes I get the image of a, you know a wide receiver going out for that long ball and just oh, like, let, you know. <laughs> let me catch it. You know, let me catch it.
1: Are you pretty hard on yourself? Or are you are, are you a pretty easygoing? Because I think your public persona is more like the dude where everyone's like, oh, Jeff Bridges, he's probably like everything probably rolls off that yeah. guy. He's like the easiest. You know, is that is that really is that? Do you think that's really you, or is there a place it's where you're the, like,
0: get, you know it's the uh, it's the gamut of emotions, and people think the dude is all this laid-back guy, but that's not really, uh, not not the way I view him. You know, I mean, you, you know, when the stranger asks him, "How's it going, dude?" You know, strikes and gutters, man. <laughs> you don't see that the dude gets plugged in just as much as anybody. You know, piss on his rug, and I know what happens, man. But he deals with stress. We all deal with stress. It's. Uh, you know, how we do it, stress isn't necessarily a, a, a terrible thing, it's uncomfortable for sure, but uh, it can lead you to some cool places if you just kind of hang with it, you know, cook with it a little bit. It's tough though, it's challenging. Don't you, I feel like most of,
1: I I feel like a lot of what our culture is about now is about not ever being uncomfortable. You know, with like right. you know, with drugs and distractions and prescription medicine and booze, oh, like it's just yeah. like the internet is like it's constantly like I don't want to feel uncomfortable for a second, and and I think it's yeah. kind of important to feel uncomfortable.
0: It is, and how to you know kind of groove with that a little bit and see what uh, what goes. It's it's a tough challenge because, like you say, that relief is so available to us, you know, in <laughs> so many ways now, just to. Hang with that stress and let it kind of do its work and be with that. I find that really challenging in my life, you know, yeah. how, to, how to do it. Do you ever
1: get, uh, because you obviously, with some of the, the movies that you were especially with, well, even with like Tron or even, even you know, more dramatic, like Fearless or, or, or Lebowski, it's like you really have to put a lot of trust into a director, especially with like the Coen brothers where it's like mm. they're doing something really specific, are you can you come in do you come in with ideas or are they like well it's this is really kind of just how it is and you do you play along with them in that way
0: yeah the way I uh, I like to do it is uh, definitely come up with my ideas I can't help that you know as I read this thing I have all, all kinds of ideas and write all that shit down and, um, and present that to the director and I love it uh, when uh, a director is uh know very inclusive and wants wants to hear what you have to say and uh cohen brothers are certainly like that they really you know you want all the stuff that you got um but uh there's a lot of ways you know directors you can have uh, directors that don't want to hear what you have to say you know thank you thank you jeff right. uh, thank you for your wonderful idea and then they do and that's you know and that's you can make some great movies that way you know with some directors that's not the, it's not the most fun way to work but I've worked that way and gotten you know good results but I usually like to uh, kind of empower the director you know when i you know go in you know say this you know if I'm you know like I say I try to resist the project as mu- you know as much as I can but if uh, but when I finally engage in the thing I try to give it up to the director you know because it's ultimately not always this isn't always the case especially with these big movies that we seem to be really making a lot of these days but in for my money the director is the cat who is in charge and who the whole thing is going to get funneled through you know so you're you're really uh, in my view I'm trying to uh, create the director's vision you know and that also takes me away from my own Concepts about what I'm capable of doing, where I see it going. And so if I can kind of turn it over to him and let him direct me, you know, That's I, an I, interesting idea. I, yeah. Right. That is a really interesting
1: idea because I think m- most people probably think of acting as like, oh, it's a thing that's in your own head, but the idea of getting out of your own head and just being like, you're
0: the conductor. So yeah, just- oh, it's it's tripping. And I bring all my, my stuff and I'll constantly have, you know, ideas. But, um... Uh, you know turning it over to him is uh it it uh, makes it a lot easier for me you talk about the stress and the pressure yeah. that takes a lot of that off me you know because he's the he 's the guy he hired me you know he 's responsible for the thing for the vision and i 'm going there to serve him and get him out and and and, I, and you know most often they 'll say you got you know what are your ideas you got any ideas?" I say, yeah, let me try one of the things it could you know and they, uh that 's one of the things I love about directors is uh Their uh, their ability to be a good audience, you know, to see, you know, to be thrilled with your, you know, what's what everybody's doing and everything.
1: But it also means that you have to pick directors that you that you absolutely trust.
0: Well, yeah, but you and you never know. It's always like leaping off. You know, it's like taking a leap of faith because there's so many opportunities for a movie to get screwed up. That have up, nothing know. to do with oh, you as a yeah, performer. Or, or the director, you know. A lot of times it could be taken away from the director and the suits will say, no, I've got a good idea. This is the way it should be. Right. And the director said, yeah, but yeah, but no. Who has the final cut? Look in your contract. Uh, you know, it's Oh, so you can work on a movie for You know, three years And uh, have it all You know, pulled out for Monday You know, it must be terrible
1: (laughs) Have you ever been in a situation Where you're at a premiere of a movie And then you see what ended up happening And you want to sit up and go Guys, I did other takes than this This was just the
0: Well, for me, it's very uh, You know, I can't can't really get a clear uh, Picture of a movie That I've been in when I first see it Because it's you know, it's like watching a home movie. You know, you remember all the like you say all the other takes, and uh, you know what you had for lunch, and the conversation you had with that guy. And, you know, and so it's and that's you know stays in your head, so you can't follow the next scene because you're thinking of that stuff. Yeah. So it's it's I got to see it you know three or four times to really get a clear picture.
1: It almost seems unfair that you know that that people write reviews of specific performances where you go this actor did this job or this actor didn't do a good job it's like oh but there's so much more like you oh, know there's oh, so much yeah. more to the formula like maybe oh. they maybe they, they didn't use the right take or maybe it wasn't you know
0: oh, one of my one of my favorite uh, kind of favorite and worst experiences all rolled into one was doing a movie called 8 million ways to die that Hal Ashby directed, and his uh, his approach was so bold. He had such you know wonderful art balls, man. He would just you know show up and assemble his actors, and the script was literally just kind of a sketchbook. And then he would go off and say, "What do we feel like doing?" You know, like, <laughs> but you got to look at the pudding that you know came out of his oven. You know, yeah. by this method. And this, uh, Bo, my brother Bo, did his first movie. Uh, and I called The Landlord, and I did his last movie. It was Andy Garcia's first movie, and we had a wonderful time working with Hal. He was so great. But this producer, you know, had no respect for him, fired Hal, didn't let him cut the movie, and then proceeded to just cut it against the oh, grain. No. And just, you know, and that's just so painful, you know. Yeah. But you gotta. Um, I guess I don't know this is my take I gotta be willing to uh, to just to go for it and not and not care so much about the results but just be into the process and working with all these wonderful people you know because like I was saying there's so many opportunities for it to you know f- fall off the the table and not be uh, what everybody hopes and the reverse is true sometimes it turns out you know like we mentioned last picture show, you know. God, that was that kind of thing. Just kind of stands alone. This is like a, amazing. It transcended certainly my expectations, but probably everybody else's. That was in the movie. Yeah,
1: when you look back now, is that do you feel like do you feel like you've learned most of what you wanted to learn, or do you feel like ah shit, there's, I still don't. There's still a lot I just don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, kind of, kind of both. You know, you learn stuff. You learn that. Oh, I guess I'll always not know shit. You know, I guess that's you know <laughs> that's kind of what the takeaway. is. That's an is. important admission yeah. to make, though. Yeah, yeah, and just and and being uh, innocent and being willing to be innocent and being willing to give it up. And uh, you know, you hear a lot of actors are kind of protective. So if a director will suggest something, they'll say, I'm not going to do that, because that's probably going to be in the movie, you know. I find, you know, I I really try hard not to take that road, because that, that, limits, that limits everything. You know, you never know how it's going to turn out. You just... I just uh, you know give give it up, do my best. You know? Yeah.
1: Do you have Do you have a concept as like you know because most people is like ah Jeff Bridges is this very famous actor, but you're a guy. You're just your person, and you have thoughts and feelings. And do you do you see the difference between those two like this persona and then the person that you actually are? Do you have like a piece carved out for yourself?
0: I, I get
1: into that a little bit more. Ask that some more. I'm saying like you know when you're. About as famous as you could be to the world as an actor, like where you have been for a, a long time. Uh-huh. Do you still feel like there's a piece of yourself that's like this is just for me, and the public thing is a separate kind of a separate guy, like <laughs> a, a separate mask that you put on? Yeah. But at home, you're really just a. Or do you feel like they're the same? You know, you are you are what you are.
0: Uh, I you, you know I am what I am. I'm a, you know it's the Popeye thing. Yeah, you know, I am what I am, <laughs> and there's certain probably things that. Uh, Time I spend in uh, with the toilet that I don't shit. <laughs> I haven't done a shitting scene yet. No. Nope. Oh, one yes. second, let me think. I might have. Well, oh, actually, I stuck my head in the toilet. Did I? <laughs> but that really isn't shitting.
1: No, it's no. not. I do think a, <laughs> I do think a shitting with with Jeff Bridges' web series could be great, though. It's just whatever com- whatever you think of yeah.
0: in that three to eight That's minutes. Right. Maybe maybe it could do like. A, 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 me and my brother Bo in a two-holer
1: <laughs> outhouse. What
0: do you think, Dale? Huh? Just kind of carrying on, you know. <laughs> uh, but, you know... Burning I, you, bridges. Yeah, burning bridges, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Light a match, will you, bro? <laughs> I'm sick of lighting yeah. your matches.
1: that actually be a pretty good... I mean, you and your you and your brother I I was some of the stuff that I was reading online you were like that you know it was really you guys have always sort of had this relationship it seemed like he looked out for you a lot when you were were growing up oh
0: absolutely oh he's my you know my best friend my mentor we had such a great time doing uh, fabulous Baker Boys together Uh, that was a great I say you know talking about directors I've had such wonderful luck with first time directors that was a first time director directed uh, fabulous Baker Boys Steve Clovis and we had a, such a great time, gosh, on that movie. That was wonderful. We're always looking for something, you know, as good as that. It's hard, you know, so not just to cash in on the brother gimmick, but to find something that's, you know, as good as the Baker Boys. You know, something really good.
1: Yeah. When uh, uh, when you were working, when you would go to work with your dad, did you feel like, oh, this is this is how we bond. This is how we're bonding. Was it was it always through like acting and performing?
0: Hmm. Uh, I never thought that, uh, but we did a lot of bonding that way. You know, um, I can remember when when I was a kid. You know, and him and, and, and you know, I finally said, "Okay, I'll do this part in the sea." And I did a few sea hunts as a little kid. and Him, you know, sitting me uh, on his bed and teaching me all the basics of acting. You know, all those all those things. I didn't I didn't think at that time. Oh, I'm bonding with my father. Right. You know, I didn't think of that. But uh, later on I guess uh, I did kind of later in his life uh, we did um, two films together as a you know when I was an adult and that was that was really cool man. We really had a great time because uh, you know acting uh, for for me basically it's kind of uh, you know advanced pretend you know like playing when you were a kid you know playing pretend it's, yeah. it's a, quite a bit of that you know involved. Except you got all the cool gear, you know, unless you're doing the thing in the tights and the balls. Because the ball. <laughs> but anyway, with my dad, with the first movie we did uh, as an adult was with uh, Coppola, you know, Francis on uh, Tucker. And Francis is like a big kid. There's a lot of kidness in him. And the first thing that he said on the second week of rehearsal, he said, okay, now, everybody got everybody in the room and said, now we're going to shoot the entire movie in this one week. Uh, Vittorio Storo, our DP, he will use this wheelchair as a dolly. Uh, you costumers, if you need a wedding dress, look at these drapes. You can take that, you know. And uh, you actors, when we do the car scenes, make sure when the car stops that you, you know, you give a little, you know, thing like that. And I'm going to be shooting with do all these cameras, and it was kind of like, um, you know, the, the little rascals. You know, come on, let's make a movie. Come on. <laughs> and what we didn't know was that he shot the whole movie that week. And what we didn't know is, to and from work, he was editing the whole thing. And at the end of that week, he gave everybody. A copy of the film and said, "Now we've made the movie uh, here. We're just going to polish it up a little bit." Huh. And uh, it was wonderful because, uh, for a couple of reasons. One, you know, when you're making a movie, you don't shoot in order. You know, you shoot kind of out of order. So in this in this uh, version that we did that week of rehearsal, we shot everything in order. So we got to experience the story that way. When you're an actor, when they put a camera, you kind of rise to the thing. So you got to, you know. Really, you know, give it your all as much as you could. You know, sometimes you had to just read your lines off the script, but uh, it was that sense of play and playing with my dad that way, and hearing my dad say, "Hey, I got an idea," what you know, and feeling like that, you know. And that was a wonderful thing. We worked again and uh, blown away. It was another great, great time of playing together.
1: I just find that um, I think. You know, I, I, my, my relationship with my dad got a lot better as I got older. When I was a kid, when I was younger, he kind of had his own things that he was focusing on. And you know, my dad was a professional bowler, and so he was on the tour. Uh-huh. And and, uh, and and so, but when he got older, it was just he became very like, oh, let's let's just hang out and bond. You know, and I wonder if that is that what happens when you get older? Is like, oh, I just want to bond with with my family.
0: And uh, yeah, I, I guess there is a sense of that. You know. You know, your is more. I notice it in myself as you know, as I'm feeling more, uh, you know, my mortality closer to me, that I want to you know do the the important, you know, be as close to the ones who are most important to me, my family and stuff, and yeah. engage. I always like to try to find uh, things uh, that I can do, uh, sort of in the work realm with my kids because that's kind of you know as you get older you know you probably experience this too this is kind of play what we're doing here this is how you know come on Johnny you want to come on over we're going to get the mics out and pretend I'm interviewing you you (laughs) and here we are you know so uh, with my middle girl Jessie I'm going on tour with my band here in a little while she's going to be opening for me she's been my assistant in the last three movies so we just hang all the time and play a lot of music my eldest daughter Isabel—we're writing a children's book called Daddy Daughter Day. That's sweet. <laughs> and Haley, my youngest daughter, she's got a, a store, and she's invited me to come in and draw on the walls and stuff. So we find, you know, ways of you know playing together like that.
1: That's nice. I mean, I, I see. I uh, your website's fun because it it basically just kind of line, it just lays everything out that all the stuff that you work on and the, and the photography
0: yeah which, yeah
1: you get great photography shots I think because you're you and I, and I oh, think most, yeah. most people if anyone else like lifted a camera in a room with Robert Downey Jr. and like John Favreau they're like
0: put the fucking camera yeah, down exactly. so I was like, <laughs> oh hey Jeff oh, sure okay. you can take all the pictures oh, you absolutely. want that's one of the reasons I do it is because it is such a unique uh, point of view you know uh your dad, you mentioned your dad's a, a golfer. He's a professional not, bowler, yeah. professional bowler, not yeah. a golfer. And that reminded me of uh, bowling in uh, in Lebowski. And maybe you've heard this story. I don't know. It always cracks me up. I thought you might enjoy it. The dude, by the way, has never seen bowling in the whole movie. Do you realize that? In Lebowski, you never see him bowl. No. But we all, we being, you know, John and uh, and Buscemi and myself, we took serious bowling lessons. You know, and we had this master bowler. I can't remember the guy's name, but he was like right up there, top guy. And uh, he had an assistant with him there, and he was teaching us. And I was asking him, gee, what do you think the dude's uh, wind-up would be? You know, how do you think he would prepare, you know? And I, and I don't know, this might be a little before your time, but do you remember the Honeymooners? Of course, before? yeah, of so course. you remember, our, you remember Art Connery? Yeah. I remember how, how he yeah. would always do, you know, when he was a piece of paper, he'd take, you know, about five minutes and to kind of fr- warm it, up yeah. his arm. Trust fr- <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So I thought, is that how the dude would be? You know, like, you know, wind, you know, wind up like that. And it's when I start to say it, the guy's assistant goes <laughs> and laughs like this. Oh, no. And I say, "Why are you doing that?" And he says, "Nothing, nothing, nothing." And I look at the master bowler. I say, "What is going on?" He goes, "Oh, nothing." And, say, and the guy keeps laughing. I say, "Oh, come on! You guys got to tell me." And uh, the master bowler says, "Well, you know, uh, in bowling, it's kind of like Zen in the art of, you know, archery. You know, the pins are down." Even before you put your hand back, you know, you've got to have the mindset and everything for that. So I would, you know, get into to get into that mindset. I would, you know, have to, you know, get loose <laughs> and he would, you know, shake a certain thing, you know, and kind of get my mind empty, you know. And it would take you know, five, ten minutes, and like Lisa and you know, all the guys in the bedroom say, that's a "Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I said he's, I said what happened he says well man I um it I had to go to a shrink I had to stop I could not throw the ball and I went to a shrink and you know, spent a year in there figuring out what's happening, and so I say, "So, what's your method now? What do you do?" So I throw the fucking ball. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, know, I, know, I just get up and think, and I just thinking about it, just boom, you know. But that is, ask, ask your dad. But you must have bowled. Right? I still bowl. You still a bowl. So you 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 kind of get what that guy's saying, or what do you? Yeah,
1: my dad. My dad, when he sees me bowl, he goes. You do what I do Which is you run up there Because you don't give yourself Time to think, think about it
0: Oh that's it man. Yeah See, that
1: thinking, I pick up the ball And I fucking go
0: That thinking is tough Man isn't it
1: It is but, God. but Not just with You know it's so interesting That And it sounds kind of dumb But basically To take something like bowling And then go But you could really Apply this logic to life Like when you get Too like Oh <laughs> yes. should I do this Or what if this Or what if I like, oh, man, that's, You know man. you're trying to Coordinate a thousand muscles When you really just need one
0: You can never get enough information, man. (laughs) You know to make the right choice, right? I'm going through that stuff now. I can't; it's it's tough. But it's something about that. We want to make the right choice, right? I heard a good slogan the other day that rang my bell. Uh, You can never, uh, you can never get it wrong because it never gets done. (laughs) That's interesting. (laughs) Isn't that kind of cool? (laughs) You know, you're always kind of learning and. Applying what you learn and keeps going on and on.
1: Well, I always tell, I always tell people, you know, when they say, oh, I want to start something, but I don't know what to do. I go, well, start it. And then if you fuck it up, then don't, then do it differently the next time. And then, you, you, then you learn something. And then you're better off. That's right. You know? Don't be afraid to fucking... Don't be afraid to throw the ball in the gutter, yeah, basically. That's,
0: that's right.
1: <laughs> it's not the worst thing in the world. I feel like... The, I think one of the reasons... I and mean, of all the movies you've done... And I, I think, you know, the dude is so iconic now... And Lebowski... And I know you've been to Lebowski Fest... And Lebowski fans are fun... And they... I, I think it's just because... I really think it's that guy just really is... just kind of a metaphor for... I'm just a person... Who has a very simple set of tasks that I want to complete to stay happy and the rest of the world will not fucking leave me alone (laughs) to just complete those tasks. Is that how you see him or what do you think his thing is?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's that same thing we're talking about, uh, stress and comfortable. You know, the dude really is kind of addicted to comfort as as we all are, I think. But, uh, you know, look at the groove that the... uh, you know look at the great story that came out of the dude's stress <laughs> you know, look how the stranger showed up man. You know you know it's hard to uh, it's hard to separate uh, separate those discomforts from uh feeling like you know uh, this isn't the right thing you know this isn't ha- it's not happening right but uh you know what would it be like if it was only a groove you know if there was no no shit at all. I don't know if the groove would be a groove. You know, what would it be? It'd be, I guess it'd be dead, maybe.
1: Maybe, or maybe just, I think there's, I think people that don't have, where there's no struggle, sometimes they're a little shallow, because they don't, it's like, oh, everything's really easy. So yeah. there's no, like, you didn't you didn't trip and fall on your face a bunch. You're not scabbed over, so everything's like, oh, yeah. well, you know.
0: Yeah, or maybe it's, everybody's got their own versions of uh, struggle, like that person. You know, that must, that must be... That's a that's a struggle to be a, that's a different kind of struggle you know to be locked in that way you know yeah it's a struggle no matter what man isn't it I find <laughs> shit no matter what you you're know, doing no matter how much you get it together you know the universal looks oh you got it together check it out man <laughs> yeah <laughs> throw you some of this to hell you know or you're feeling you know big and open and then you say well there's this that and you get too uh, you get too big you know and and uh, and then you get dampened a little bit and that's you know you know sometimes uh if you're like the kind of person that you talked about that isn't too uh you know open to uh, change and struggle you know even just a little tiny bit of it like like you that advice that you were giving your buddy you know just go in you know do a little thing you know don't have to feel you got to do the yeah the giant thing just a little stretch see where that is and you know, sometimes it's too much sometimes it's you know just enough to feel oh I oh I did that that was great you know and that it leads you to the next thing but it's got life is uh, life's a bitch man
1: <laughs> well it's like someone you know like a friend of mine says uh Sure, you might get all of this one thing That you think you wanted But then everything kind of goes up And so then, you know, the stresses kind of go up that's too It's right, like nothing, yeah. no thing makes everything easier So
0: it's kind of like what we were talking about With the acting thing, about the fear You know, learning that that doesn't go away So it's how you befriend that And how you kind of work with this thing that's going to be there It's not about getting rid of that thing You know, it's not about getting rid of the stress But how you dance with it How you play with it And uh, laugh at it, you know, and and let it also uh lead to how connected we are we're both we're talking about stress here There's something that you experience i experience so that comes with this kind of like a camaraderie we get a little more community yeah we're stressed man yeah you know <laughs> what do we do what should we do you know how do we get out of this thing do we want to get out do we want to get deeper what are we going to do what's up you know
1: yeah do we use it do we let it you know yeah is step gonna... on our necks
0: yeah but everything that uh, we can work with, that, with, work with all that stuff. You know, it's the it's the thing that that thing that where you shut yourself down, where you get you know. But sometimes you got it. Sometimes you just you know, it's, it just gets too much. And you got
1: well, to. yeah, especially. I mean, I, I would imagine you know, is it weird when you're you know when you do something like jagged edge or you do a character that's a little a little off? I mean, that character want, doesn't think he's off, but are there? Do you do you connect with characters when you're portraying? They're like, I don't really know if I want to keep this guy with me once I'm done with all this, because it's a little, you know, yeah. it's a little weird.
0: Yeah, I, I remember doing an interview at home, and the interviewer asked me a similar question, you know, are you the kind of guy who likes to be called by your character's name, and you take the character home with you and stuff, and I think I was was right around when I was doing Jagged Edge, yeah. and I said, no, not really, I'm not really that kind of actor. And my wife was in the room, and she let out a big guffaw. <laughs> I said, why, do you, why don't why you say that? She says, well, you don't think you take it home. You know? <laughs> but I guess I do, and I'm not even aware of it. You know? But I think I do. You, know? you take, take all those things in. Um,
1: I want to talk a little bit before we let you go. Uh, if people go to your website, there's like all your music is there. And, and by the way, I think that was... When when you did Crazy Heart, was it finally was that sort of for you going? Hey everyone, uh, music is something that I do and that I enjoy. And I know you've released albums in the past, but was that was that for you partially sort of a coming out with your music to the world as well?
0: Uh, yeah, I guess I guess that was a big um, a big byproduct of the thing. You know, I mean, we were talking about uh, stress and anxiety and stuff, and that what in that movie I was kind of particularly anxious because as I mentioned before. I get most anxious and stressed uh, when I want to pull something off that I care about, you know, and I really wanted that that uh, music to be great. And, uh, you know, my dear friend T-Bone Burnett was in yeah. charge of the music and the great uh, first-time director, Scott Cooper. And, by the way, waiting to see his new movie. Gosh, Out of the Furnace. It'll be coming out soon. Okay. Killer movie. All right. Anyway, um, uh, you know, with the music, so it was a dream. I just hoped I could pull it off and it turns out i did I did pretty good I pulled the, <laughs> pulled the sucker off and then that and then after the movie, I thought, well, now you know if I ever wanted to explore my music in a deeper way, now 's a good time because it 's kind of you know out there that I you know play music and so I got, you know, a band together and take it out on the road. And so that was, you know, that was a wonderful, a wonderful thing to happen.
1: Where do you feel the validation? Is it, do you have your own sense when you watch a movie and you go, yeah, I did exactly what I wanted to do? Or is it other people going, that was amazing? Or is it holding an Oscar in your hand? I mean, like, <laughs> when you're just looking out of the theater and you're like, well, I have this award, so I think yeah. I did
0: something right. I-. Uh, for me it's my it's what, how I feel about it you know and uh, and then I guess next would be the people that I respect their opinions but um, yeah for me when I'm watching a movie it's almost like a red light green light thing I say yes you got it oh off, 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 off good good, good, good and, you know? and uh, and like the dude says, you know, that's just your opinion, man. You know, the opinions aren't really worth much, I'm, I find, you know, in my life. I'll often, uh, you know, act, you know, remember, I'll do a scene where I think, oh, man, I kicked ass on that scene. That felt great, you know. And then I'll go see the dailies, you know, or, or see it in a movie, and I'll say, what the hell was that? That's that's terrible. You know, it, it felt great because you were kind of in a cathartic place, but it doesn't serve the story, you know, it's totally inappropriate for the thing. And other times you'll, you know, the director will said we got to move on and I'll say, "Oh, kind of I've got a better idea, I can do it better." And he says, "No, we got to move on." I go, "Okay, you know, move on." And then you see it and you say, "Oh, that was fine. That's free. so these opinions, you know, this is I think one of the things that causes us a lot of stress is our opinions of not about so much out there but about ourselves and what we what we're, you know, what we're like and and these opinions uh, you know, we just shouldn't take them too
1: serious i just the one thing and i'm guilty of it too that i just wish people would do is just be nicer to themselves like you just get so fucking mean to to yourself like oh i didn't do this
0: or i didn't do that or i didn't it's just that. oh man it is so tough isn't it
1: in sort of wrapping up i want to talk a little bit quickly about the end hunger network and Uh because i was digging around your website and i saw the the letter that you had written about you know the post that you made about like Hunger has to end with 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 policy, with with government policy, yeah. not just here's a sandwich. Like the government has to institute policy
0: yeah. for change. Yeah, that's very important. Also, uh, it's um, utilizing the policies that are already in action and out there. I'm uh, I'm the national spokesperson um, for an organization called Share Our Strength in their No Kid Hungry campaign. And that's all about going from state to state, working with the governors, uh, trying to have them make ending childhood hunger a priority in their uh, communities. And that's not by, you know, getting more programs or raising more uh, funds or anything. It's about uh, uh, using the public—I mean, using the federal programs that are already in place. But if they're not used in those states, then that money goes somewhere else. So it's letting these uh you know the folks uh, know that there are programs available uh not only in the schools like you know like the breakfast program and the lunch programs in school but summertime is a very uh tough time for kids who are in need of uh, food because school's out most of them get their nutrition at the school and when the school's out so is so are those meals but uh it's important for everybody to know that there are meal sites all around uh and if If people want to know actually where these um, sites are in their community they can they can uh, and help me with this because i 'm not a texter myself, but there 's a text program food for kids text food for kids to eight seven seven eight seven seven and you can find out where these meal programs are in your area and if you 're eighteen or under you can get, you know, free food at these places and there's no paperwork to fill out. That's a big thing that turns a lot of people off who are in need. They like, oh I'm gonna get right you know, busted something or something's gonna happen, but there's no eligibility rules. Just show up and you can get something to eat, you know. Excellent.
1: Well um I, I would like to drop a challenge which is uh, we do this thing on the internet. I do a show called All Star Celebrity Bowling we bowled against uh, Breaking Bad, cast, Mad Men, Conan, Mythbusters. I really feel like if what? we could get a Lebowski team to bowl against, we could break the internet. We could fucking break what? the internet. How do you mean? What do you mean? Man? I mean, you and Goodman and Buscemi uh, and me and a couple other people, we bowl for charity. We could raise money for the NHA in- Hunger Network. We could fucking break the internet bowling in, in one one bowling match, like one uh-huh. just uniting uh-huh. you
0: guys. So now, where is this shown? Is this on your?
1: It's on. It's on. It's on YouTube. It's on our YouTube channel. Um, we do it for charity, and uh, I really feel like I've got to drop the Lebowski bowling challenge uh-huh. right here,
0: uh-huh. right now. All right. Well, I'll talk to my teammates. And see. <laughs> if you do it, they'll do yeah. it. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh,
1: but uh, it's been really great to to have you here. Good chat. And, with and you. thanks, man. And, and uh, rest in peace. Department is July nineteenth. Thanks, man. Good chat. Really good chat with you All too. Right. All right. Enjoy your. Bur- oh, um, would you mind telling everyone to enjoy their burrito? That's something we say at the end of the podcast.
0: Now you've crossed the line. Oh, shit. Now you have crossed the fucking oh, line. Oh, my God. I'm not a burrito man. I don't believe it. No. What do you want me to say? Just uh, tell people to enjoy their burrito. You know, I'm taking direction now. This is a good example of that. See, I'm trying to go right, you know, beyond my... I want you to you know, really reach ground yes? and remember
1: the first burrito
0: that you okay. ever and, had. And what is mind. the line again? It's enjoy your burrito. Enjoy your burrito. Cut print, we got it.
1: <laughs> One take, Bridges. Very good.
0: <laughs> cool. No, we've done this before. Haven't we we've done this before? You, don't, look don't. So, you look so familiar, but you must have been on TV. And I'm stuff. on TV. TV. I'm yeah, on TV yeah, a bunch. Maybe, yeah, maybe so maybe, I, I don't know. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito.